Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the 34th episode of Tales of Tamriel. We are glad to have you join us again. This week we got a good bit of uh, game news to go over. Naturally, Update 4 hit, uh, live servers this week, and of course, there are new community programs out, such as a uh, new Battlemaster Corner, Guild Spotlight, and Adventures Handbook, as well as some other little tidbits that we're uh, going to go ahead and get into. And before Thais says anything... You didn't write the one-liners, so it's all its all your fault. Okay, let's go ahead and introduce the host. As always, I am Agelos, and with me this afternoon, she who has gotten a little hairier lately. I uh, i guess I'm going to have to go ahead and take a weed whacker to those legs soon, Thais. How are you doing today? I cannot believe you just said that. Just so everyone knows, it's because I turned into a werewolf this week. That's, that's what I was going for. I, I know, I know. Well, everyone's probably questioning why bringing that up so i wanted to make sure everyone knew that well, i'm not actually a hairy beast i don't know i mean you do kind of like those hippie argonians yeah but they're not hairy they're scaly there's a difference they just need do, lots of lotion i was gonna say do uh like since hippies don't shave do like they get like really long scales or something like that they, yeah, they, just, they just need to be dry they're dry just, they're just dry i see all right well enough argonians only thing Argonians for are, uh, You can never have enough Argonians. Nice handbag. Wow. Yeah. New pair of boots. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Also joining this afternoon, the main man who's streaming and PvP noob himself, Deltia of Deltia's Gaming. How are you today, good sir? One in doubt block. One in doubt block. <laughs> nice. Nice. And what are you streaming on today? My Khajiit Nightblade King Foltest, King of Nightmares. Sorry, that was corny. Oh yeah, well, yeah, that's okay. We'll 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 let you redeem yourself later on in the show. As if what Ag says isn't corny as well. So I'm pretty sure you're safe. Yeah, it's okay. All right, it's, thank you. Yeah, you're all right. Wow. All right, everyone, mark that down. Episode 34. Faye stands up for Deltia. Like <gasps> this is like a landmark. Oh my gosh. We just have to. We'll have to edit this. that out. Yeah, I'm going. Oh yeah. Through. Can't have that in the show. <laughs> no. Too much positivity coming from there. Also. We have a returning guest this week, the man responsible for a lot of the guides you see out on TalesOfTamriel.com, Estelden. How are you doing, and how are things on the other side of the pond? Hello again. Thanks for having me back. I am doing good, and the other side of the pond is nice and quite cool for a change. Oh, fantastic. It's actually starting to get cool here as well. I love autumn. Um, 
before the podcast, I was talking about they just got a whole bunch of apples in at our store, and the apple cider's coming back in. So that's my favorite season. So yay. I just now he hasn't corrected you or anything, but you do realize that there's an A, I mean an I in there. It's Esteldian. I don't know. Esteldian. All I remember is when he first pronounced it to me, he spelled it ass, but less on the ass. That's what he said. Esteldian. Oh, so it, it, it is the I. They used to, they used to have it correct. <sighs> I just I just I just assumed as you were Americans, you're just sort of, you're close enough. No, no, it's just that I was never taught how to speak correctly. So I need to I need to teach him. All right. Well, now I'm going to emphasize the ass a little bit more in that. <laughs> All right. Thanks for coming back, man. We you really appreciate the anyone. you having, having you uh, here on the show with us. All right. Let's go ahead and not waste any more time and jump right into the show. First up in game news this week, um, something happened this week. <laughs> something. It feels like it's big. I don't really know. Was update four a thing? I think update four was a thing. So no, nope, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Nope. Oh, crud. It's like Twilight Zone. So patch one point four point three was released this uh, week on the um, on the live servers. Yeah. So uh, let's go ahead and let's give a little bit of a general impression about what we've uh, what we think about update four real quick to everyone. Uh, Delty, why don't you go ahead and start first? I am utterly blown away at the quality of the quests in Upper Craglorn. The depth, the scale, the detail, um, it makes Lower Craglorn look like a joke as far as the questing. Whether it's dailies or a one-off quest, they did a fantastic job making the content feel like a really new powerful zone. After running it 500 times, well, it, probably not, just like anything else, but... To start out, I was like, these are kind of hard, and I can't just go in there with a buddy and nuke everything. I actually needed three, maybe four people to do some of this stuff, and the rewards were worth it. What was I getting? I was getting blue, awesome new loot drops that no one else had. They really finally got a good balance between the rewards and the risk. It's hard to really get that blend, but I really, really liked it. The questing specifically. For uh, Dragonstar Arena, we did it the first day, got to round seven. We just got a, you know, threw a team together. No one was wearing the right gear or anything. Um, and it was a lot of fun. So now everyone else is trying to level their tune up and then pre-craft gear. So next week we're going to go hardcore into it. But from what I've seen, I was blown away at the quality of Upper Craghorn. I already seen Dragonstar Arena, and I was just happy that there's new questing zones going on. Excellent, uh, Astaldin. How, how about you? Well, I have to admit, I haven't done too much of the new content, though. The wife and I did pop into Upper Craghorn, and I agree, it's definitely a step up. We went into one delve, thought we'd quickly duo it, and got our butts spanked pretty quickly, and a bit of an ego ego bruiser, really. But definitely a good sign. Nice, nice. Now, uh, Thais and I pretty much did nothing in Update 4. I mean, nothing that was new in Update 4 because we're only, like, VR3. Well, you've done it on the PTS, but yeah, I haven't yeah. done any of the new content. Yeah, no, I've done it on the PTS. and uh, I actually said this um, yesterday because uh, the Elder Scrolls off the record had Thais and I on the show, and I was talking a little bit about the PTS and uh, I was running with our, my friend Kipster and some of his guildies from Defunct, and they were talking about when they had their uh, pre-made PTS characters, how, oh, man, this isn't my character. Man, I wish I had my character because my character is so much better. I'm sitting there going, man, this character blows my character out of the water. I wish this was my live character. Um, yeah, so it was a lot of fun. Uh, my general thoughts on Update 4, I hate it. Why? 
because they added a ninth crafting trait, and I was just about done with all eight crafting traits, and I had my little message ready to go, you know, Master Crafter, all eight traits and everything, you know, ready for Riften so I could, you know, hawk some wares. And no, now they have a uh, ninth trait, which takes... Oh, it's like, only 30 days, it's fine. <laughs> like 60 days, good sir. No, they capped it with the new research trait. Oh, they capped it? Yeah, 30 oh, days is the max. If you put another point in, you'll notice you've got another point to spend now, which oh. Stacey will love because she was already complaining about you spending all your crafting points. <laughs> well, there's one more like off each craft. 54 points in crafting. Nice, nice. Which means that I am continually becoming the stronger one out of the two of us. This works for me. Eh, that's debatable. <laughs> all right well with update four being released some big things that did hit was of course the dragon star arena uh the new serpent trial um some new new crafting traits now here's something i was kind of curious about uh you guys who've been in upper craglorn they said they were doing some or not the grouping updates like grouping has been have you guys noticed grouping being any better because i know the old craglorn that if you weren't on the exact same step of a quest you were SOL. You couldn't join new people. Did it, did you get that impression, or haven't you got that far? Uh, the same grouping bug still exists, where if you invite two or more people at the same time, there's no leader. So, no. That's so annoying. So, absolutely not. Okay. Yeah, see, that's, that's one thing that kind of does scare me. You know, I try to recommend, like, I do recommend ESO to my friends. I really do. I love it. Um, but... <laughs> I, I, I have to be truthful with people. I'm like, if you have somebody who you like to play with, thankfully, Thais and I, we play together. We're husband and wife. We play at the same time. But if you have a friend who you don't always get to play 100% of the time with each other, it's hard to do the questing content because of the grouping issues, because yeah. of the phasing. And it they really need to work on that phasing. And I was kind of hoping with this patch when I saw the grouping changes that it would you know, address some of that. I'm still a fan of whoever your party leader is. That's whose phase you should join. Or like if you're entering a zone that your friend hasn't um, done yet, like if you have a quest or you accept a quest, it asks you going, hey, you belong to a previous phase. Would you like to complete it? Or would you like to join the phase with your friend and help them or anything like that? Give us an option so that way we can choose to be to get, you know, if I if I'm going to help Delty or actually I can't even say that Delty is coming to help me because he already flew through all the quests. He couldn't help me with half of it because, you know, he's blocked out. Like he he's already completed the quest. And I'm slow. And yeah, so I can't. He can't come and help me. They should give an option to be able to help, and I was really hoping that was fixed, but I'm kind of sad. All right, now with any update from. Zenimax, they seem to have a fair share of little bugs. Not general. I've seen worse, but I've seen a lot better too with uh, terms of patch management. And I I don't necessarily only blame Zoss. I uh, this is on our community as well. We need to get in there and PTS test. Like they even did a call out, get on the PTS and help us out. So it's kind of on all of us for this. But they uh, quickly did two hot fixes right off the bat. Like within uh, 9.17 and 9.18, two hotfixes right off the bat. One of them was for crafting UI and social status on 9.17. They pushed a hotfix to North American European mega servers that addressed the following issues. Fixed an issue where the crafting UI was displaying incorrect item levels, styles, traits, and materials. 
fixed an issue where you could not edit your social status online or offline. This was causing you to be stuck in whatever status you had set prior to patch 1.4.3. Not good for people who make videos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I know I've uh, heard quite a few people complaining about the UI for crafting because you would you know how when you're doing crafting certain mats have a range like uh, uh, steel bars aren't just level 13 it's 13 through 20 or whatever and by adding more bars it increases the level well what was happening was you could add you know the max amount of bars which should have made it like the max level that that type of crafting material would have but it would still say it was like the base level or wherever you left off um i know i got hit by that did you guys did you guys get hit by any of these bugs yeah the crafting one for sure yeah, well... Uh, no, actually, I was lucky. Oh, no. I didn't either. Well, well maybe that's because you don't have honest. points in crafting. And they reset all, my, uh, reset all my UI, all my keybinds, all my mods on yeah. every single one of my characters. That was fun to deal yeah. with on day one. Yeah, day one, I think I probably spent 20, 30 minutes, which isn't a lot comparatively, like because I didn't have a lot of keybinds, but I did have a couple and redoing all my add-ons, uh, my FTC needed re you know, moved around and everything like that again because I have it in a very specific way that I like to play. So I had to go through and do all of that. That was uh, well, you made a you made a rookie mistake there. The classic is you, you save the saved variables folder, you copy it out and put it on your desktop before you do the patch. And then once you patch and log in game, you exit, delete the new saved variables folder, and dump your old one in. That keeps all your add-on settings. Well, looky there. Guide, guide. I know. I think you should probably write that out. That's pretty awesome. I didn't even know that. That's awesome. None of that affected me. I have one add-on add that's a subtitle add-on. <laughs> is this that's where it. we can call you a noob, or is that later? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. After I stood up for you today? All right, oh, that. I had to come back for something. Uh, he's at least keeping the show on track, what we're used to seeing. Mm -hmm. All right, and uh, pretty much right after that, the next day, they did another... Um, Another hot fix on 918 for retaking Firebrand Keep. Apparently, there was a hot fix that needed to be done because there was an issue that was preventing players from regressing through the quest, retaking Firebrand Keep, which is required for Cadwell's Amalek. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you will now be able to speak to the quest bestower. Thankfully, we actually, you know what's really funny is we finished this quest like two days before the patch came out. Yeah, so we didn't get hit by that one, but. Uh, interesting so with that being said there was also a known issues thread and this is something that i do love from zenimax like while their stuff does tend to be a little buggy and again that's on the community to get in there and test i will say that it's not just on them it's on us as well uh they are very transparent with the issues that they're experiencing and they do kind of keep up to date now with that being said with update four there were some issues with art and animation. Uh, sprinting in first-person view with your restoration staff unsheathed will kick you into the third-person view. And as of, I guess, today, uh, they will. the status of this is it will be fixed in patch 1.4.4. So they do have a fix, and whenever that patch hits, which will probably be next week, I would imagine, you should start seeing that fix. There were also some issues with combat and gameplay. Um, and of course, if any of my hosts, while I'm reading these off, if you guys, uh, one of these affected you in any particular way, or you have something you want to say, just jump in. 
the resto butt run have you guys seen that yet the resto butt run that's probably in here actually yeah when yeah, you have I, think, I think you do resto stuff, stuff. Well, when you're running with a restoration step only, like you do the cha-cha-cha, you move the same speed, but it looks like you got something up your butt. It's pretty pretty good. I, I, I don't know if it was that one, but there is one down here. The restoration staff appears to be using the wrong animation. <laughs> that was it's the resto it. butt run. Yeah. It's good. Well, that pick will be fixed in patch uh, 1.4. Oh, 4. no. They got to keep that. That's working as intended. <laughs> That's not a bug. That is definitely a feature. <laughs> All right, certain abilities are completely knocking you out of stealth rather than just revealing you. Yes. Uh, All projectiles are breaking Nightblades out of stealth, even if they miss. And um, running while in first-person view currently has a noticeable head bob. That's interesting. (laughs) And they specifically said this is an unintended change and will be removed in patch 1.4.4. Uh, all the previous ones I actually just mentioned will also be fixed in 1.4.4, which will probably hit, like I said, Monday. Um, they've also received some reports of stealth detection radius appears to be larger after the latest update. They identified that stealthy... Um, I don't know why they said stealthy. They identified that stealthy and nightshade are currently broken and are causing this issue scheduled to be hotfixed. Yeah, that is funny. <laughs> in PvP, you see the people calling from miles away. Like, I can even see them sneaking from here. It's great. They really are being sneaky. That's awesome. Um, crafting an economy, displaying item levels uh, not correspa- corresponding properly with number of materials used in crafting station. That was hot fixed on 9.7. 9.17, yes, thank you. I don't know why I said 7. I don't know either. I don't know. That's why I, just I dropped fixed it for you. Thank you. You're welcome. This is why you... The voice of reason? I was going to say perfect co-host, but not anymore. Okay. (laughs) It appears that you're unable to deconstruct a glyph, and they say that your inventory is likely full. Thanks, Zenimax. That's a troll right there. But the game is not messaging this error, working on a fix. Glyphs of potion speed are not affecting potions in certain level ranges for example the glyph will work for vr1 potion but not a vr5 potion and they are currently investigating that um (laughs) oh they shouldn't remove this dungeon and group content the final boss of dragon star arena normal mode is much more difficult than intended they hot fix this on 916 you guys didn't get up to the final boss right delta uh nope and you were doing normal mode not veteran right Correct. Yeah. So apparently he was uh, very difficult. Apparently. No, I wouldn't know. I didn't get there. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, um, exploration and itemization. Vendors in Cyrodiil are not currently selling gear or containers above VR12, and that will be fixed in 1.4.4. You take a drink. I'll read the next one. Containers right. in the Wayrest Treasury are always empty. Wow, that kind of sucks i actually gotta say something i did that has been happening to me because every time i'm in the wayrest treasury because that's where we're at right now you know why the chest but yeah this guy and i did it didn't actually register with me but it's true they're all empty i think they may have done this off my guide i don't know I did the I did the uh, how to get those purple recipes. Ironically, the next patch they nerfed the exact spot that I did that guide in. 
Well, <laughs> they're, they're following you. Delta's fault. It's all Delta's fault. Well, they did Bastards. say it will be fixed in 1.4.4. No, it's fixed now. That that doesn't drop any of those recipes now. <laughs> Why well, don't I want so. it to drop stuff? Oh, that's the only way I make money. Dear goodness. Um, and as I said earlier, retaking Firebrand Keep, that was fixed on 9.18. Now, the fun one. User settings have been unintentionally reset. Well, that sucks. There's no fix. They just apologize for any inconvenience because they're like, we'll just reset it. But yeah, that sucks. Which didn't affect me. Yes, awesome. And a, and Except for one thing. The only thing it affected for me was I had to re-add a guild tab in my chat. That's it. I see. Well, some of us, you know, like are to... horrible players and need extra things to be able to play the game correctly. I know it's okay. I get it. Well, it was a nightmare for my wife because she does a lot of custom keybinds. Except for her, she's except she's for good. her long time. <laughs> well, I see. This is just gonna. I, I'm gonna have to change the title of the show just as Thais is confrontational. That's the name of the show now. Uh, except for women, all women are are exempt. Because us women have to stick together. It's only the men. Okay, and the item in Guild Store always shows the ENG tags. They are investigating that. Now, that one I did notice. That that's that was weird. That's not really a... Well, it's a bug, but it's not really annoying or anything. It's just like, oh, well, whatever. I just assume it's English. How long did... You know, here's something that's kind of interesting. Don't you guys remember? I don't know if you guys saw it, but I know I did. Every single time that you were booting up the game the very bottom tag saying you know uh for the elder scrolls online you need to set up a subscription kind of stuff to play this game always had the eng tag on it on the bottom of yeah i saw that screen. it it took them up until like the patch right before this to actually fix that so yeah but in the grand scheme of things i would much rather have them fix stealth than remove the you know bracket eng from my no, no, don't fix stealth. Oh, don't I fix like killing stealth. Ganker. I like killing gankers in PvP. <laughs> stealth does need to be fixed. Just remove stealth from the game. Who needs it? Who needs it? All right, so that was update four. Did, um, we already talked a little bit about it, but uh, does anyone have anything else they want to say about update four? A little final thoughts about update four. Thais, why don't you go first? I love that they added that you can just change morphs. That's mm. pretty awesome. Happy, Very happy about that. That's a, that's a good thing. So we should, in your final thoughts, when you guys pull out something that was your favorite thing. Uh, Delta, what about you? I mean, favorite thing really has to be Dragonstar Arena. I would just love that there's four people content hard. Um, I wish in the future something is added to PvP, which I think that's what they're going to do. You know, like a huge patch like this, and then a quality life patch, and then maybe a PvP patch. The game's really starting to get a good amount of content at where you can kind of play the way you want. And that's when an MMO starts to come alive. And I feel that's going to, that once that one year hit mark hits, this game's going to be way different. Right. Well, um, somebody. Somebody came back into the uh, the Wings of Fate Friends and Family Guild who had stopped playing for a while and just came back. And the first thing they said was, oh, my goodness, this game has changed a lot since I stopped playing. And that, they stopped playing, like, after their one month had ran out. So, Oh, yeah. Um, several members of the community have been doing videos of, like, doing updates of how the game has progressed. And it's amazing if you go back and watch some of those, like, go, wow. 
look at all the stuff they've added since the game came out. When we first started playing it, it didn't have these things. It, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, Stelden, how about you, good sir? Well, just on that note, I was going to say, my only criticism would be to, well, it's great they've improved all this stuff. Some of the bugs are still around from the very beginning. And there's not much you put on. If someone sees the same bug, like the group leader bug, it's still going to grate someone's nerves so they come back and go, oh, that's still here, is it? So it'd be nice if they could fix a few of those things. But as for 1.4, yeah, uh, my favorite thing's actually been the PvP. They seem to have sorted out a lot of the lag that tends to happen in the big fights. Not perfected, but a big improvement. Love it. I think that w- I think you're talking about the uh, PFX um, optimization or what they were doing, where uh, they added calling for abilities so that you only see abilities that are affecting you and your group first and foremost, unless you extend it out. But now you're not seeing abilities everywhere. And I've, I've heard a lot of people say that has uh, improved the frame rate in Cyrodiil by leaps and bounds. Yeah, it really yeah. has. That's Although awesome. there's a crashing issue in there now. But when one, hasn't there been a crashing issue in Cyrodiil? Uh, is it funny enough, I never had a problem with the crashing until now. Oh, interesting. <laughs> All right. Um, my favorite thing so far, I guess with Update 4, is the Nernhound. No, I'm just kidding. I hate that. Um, don't be bitter even though I haven't played it on live I do agree with uh, Deltia the Dragonstar Arena is that level of difficulty that I love in games where when you beat something you feel accomplished like that's and that's what I why I play games for I don't play you know games just to go oh look at me I finished this you know otherwise I would play Farmville because all you got to do is plan it and just wait for it to be done. You know, that's the level of difficulty that what seems like most MMOs have nowadays. I want it to be hard. Hey, hey, when I'm trying to get mastery on all my trees, that is difficult. All right, Farmville right there. Um, Thais is going to have a Farmville podcast coming up soon. With how long I've been playing that, I probably could. Okay. <laughs> um, and otherwise, other than the update uh, with Dragonstar... A lot of the, I guess, uh, what is it? quality of life features like the uh, PFX optimization in Cyrodiil, that was something that was desperately needed. There was a lot of little fixes that you may kind of overlook, but that have made the game so much more steady and it's just fun to play. So that's that's where we're at. All right, next up, Zenimax had another community program uh, another battle master corner and i think we're pretty much all in agreement this is the single worst one they have ever done ever terrible it i i think they should just stop doing them this one was just yeah. that bad so lightning tornado was a thing deltia wow wow guess you complain enough uh squeaky wheel gets the grease um so this is my build and it's from two months ago boy <laughs> have the times changed <laughs> Um, the original concept was good and I improved a lot on this because like some of my abilities, I'm pulling it up here. So the original build, I had crit surge, balance storm, steel tornado, shrouded daggers. I had crystal frags and I did a 2.0 version where I exchanged crystal frags out for streak just because streak's too powerful not to have on your first bar. Um, and the problem with this build is it's really cost non-effective meaning you're having to use a lot of magic and a lot of stamina so to be really good at this 
you have to have a class or a race that you pick that is viable using one of one resource heavily. So like what I mean is get a get a race like a high elf that generates tons of magic and then offset your stamina with stamina rings and glyphs and that sort of thing. Or you could go red guard and do it the other way around. But the downside of the build is what I found out it's really hard resource management. It's not easy to play. It really isn't. But it's one of the more fun things to play. Are you going to bring in this trials? Probably not. But you could bring this into uh, Dragon Star because of the blink and the area damage. Um, so I like that. And then after personally playing the Sork for a long time, I prefer using the two-hander, um, to be completely honest, with the Velvet Hammer build that I did. Because you have a guaranteed crit, so you're guaranteeing self-heals versus randomly trying. And then also, once you get down to one enemy, it's much, much harder to be effective. You need more enemies to be around to be effective. So those are the downsides. The upsides, it has a lot of speed, has a lot of armor, um, and it's a lot of fun. But I can really see that I've learned more about the game now. And like, I was, I look at my bars, I'm like, retreating maneuvers? Really? That's your second? I'm like, oh, man. So it comes to show. We all learn as we go. And, um, but I'm honestly so excited they featured one of my builds. I mean, this was one of my, I don't know, should they least uh, good build or whatever you want to call it. But I got so much feedback and people checking the side and, you know, some negative feedback too, but that's okay. And, um, yeah, I was super excited for this. I was like a little schoolgirl. Like someone tweeted me like, Delta, they got your guide up. They didn't even tell me they were going to do it. I'm like, what? Like that was me good, sir. Like, yeah, you, right? Calling my mom. Mom, guess what? They, fe- <laughs> they featured my guy on Elder Scrolls. <laughs> mom has no idea what that is. <laughs> you know? So, uh, it meant a lot, though. It really did. A lot of people gave me good props, and it made me realize that, you know, people are listening, and this community matters, and, and people care about each other. And this is what we do for fun. You know what I mean? And I love it. So, that's my rant on the Battlemaster. Nice. You know what's sad is that my mum would have known what I meant. <laughs> Mine uh, she is now too. a veteran rank four. <laughs> Your mom's like VR four? Oh yeah, VR four Templar. Oh Templar, we're gonna have to have a talk with old mom. Oh, sorry, I lied. VR five now. <laughs> is it sad that uh, his mom is higher level than I am? Yes. <laughs> no, the word—it's not sad. It's tragic. Yes. <laughs> That's her role as well. Wow. I'm I'm just gonna try to save a little bit of face here with saying that I probably have more hours in than most people. I just we, talk to everybody. Are like, we gonna can, do a slash play? We can do a slash. I'll play. do a slash play. All I'll right. do a slash play. We'll I, do this I'm after. Pretty sure Ag would win. Deltia, I'm sorry. I don't know. Deltia might beat me here, but he has multiple characters. But I think somebody of an average level. Like I wish I had someone that was like VR three, like I am. We'll do a slash play. See who has more hours in. Because I talk to everybody. Even people don't have quests because I just like the world. So that's why I love 25 so days. You're chatting in and out of video games. I know, right? All right. So <laughs> that was the Battlemaster Corner. Just want to say congratulations, Deltia. I know we were really hoping you'd get on there pretty soon. That's really excited. Because as soon yeah. as I got it, I know I tweeted right away. I'm like, Deltia! Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Mom, Mom, look what I did. That's great, honey. That's great. <laughs> No idea. <laughs> yeah, it's 
it's it was awesome. It's it's really great. In yeah. chat, Mistress Laveau is VR three, so we can do it against her. Oh, okay. So she's she's calling it. We're gonna have to do a slash play. So, uh, Mistress Laveau, you're gonna have to do a slash play. Let us know how many hours you got, and we'll we'll do one as well and see uh, see who has more. <laughs> I'm gonna feel really bad if if I have less than her, like really bad. <laughs> like that's just gonna be terrible. All right, we're going to move on to the next little bit, and uh, I'm not going to actually read through this, but I, I found this, and I thought it was kind of interesting. I'm going to link it here in chat right now for people. But uh, Dolphy, if no one knows who that is, they're a website group that does a bunch of different guides for a whole bunch of different games. Um, go to Dolphy's Gaming first. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, do not go here for the guides. Go to Dolphy's Gaming first. <laughs> But you can go here for this interview, and they had an interview with a voice actor, uh, Raphael, Raphael Corkhill, and uh, he's a voice actor who did several of the voices in ESO, and it, it's a fun little read. Um, he did the voices for the Ghost Snake in uh, Deshaun, and several of the Bosmer and Dunmer NPCs, and a few other characters that he named, um, Glenier, was it Piras, Severo. Uh, yeah, and at all Yeah, I don't know any of those people. I haven't run across them yet. But uh, he did all the voices. So if you're interested in actually reading it, it it's it's interesting. It's just a it's an interview kind of like a shameless plug. Deltia does uh what is interview with a gamer? Yep. Interviews. It's sort of something like that where they just kind of go on and uh, talk about what he has done and, you know, how he got into it. It it was an interesting read. Um but other than the void, what he did in ESO has very little to do with ESO, but I felt like highlighting it anyway. All right, the next bit of news. Another community program, um, the Guild Spotlight. We could probably skip it because it's for, what is that, Reddit Thum? Is it another like another crazy Russian guild or something? No, it's, no, the, the, Reddit it's the Reddit Guild. Even worse. Yeah, I know. I'm like, sorry, guys. <laughs> I'd like to talk about you, but you're Reddit. Well, so. well I, I can no longer say bad things about the Russian guild because I'm trying to learn, not Russian, German, because I'm trying to learn German. I only know one sentence so far. Okay. All right. Well, yay. I just felt like saying it because they were talking about <laughs> German. It was interesting. Is it a swear word? Well, this is, is a European guild, so there might be is some it about spots? In there. Right. Well... There is a Reddit guild for ESO, which I guess is a good thing. Um, I guess more players thing. playing, but I mean Reddit. So, right. I've I've been in many different games that have had Reddit guilds, and Reddit guilds. I'm going like to be very trolls, frank. Right? Yeah, are trolls and full of pretty much the worst people in existence. Now, that's not everyone. Not generalizing, but. That's generalizing. Yeah, it, pretty yeah, generalizing. I guess that is generalizing, isn't it? <laughs> you know, exactly <laughs> what generalizing is. <laughs> I try not to, but yeah, you're right. Um, individual people may be okay, but as a whole, Reddit guilds are like a blight on gaming. As a yeah, they're almost as bad as 4chan. I'm not gonna say there they is 4chan. All right, so oh, Mr. Silvo has come back. She is 15 days, 45 minutes, 54 seconds. That's pretty good. She's played a lot. Yeah, yeah. And now I almost want to just... I'm going to have to get to a point where someone else can talk and I can hop on and figure out my... Well, I can talk and tell stories all day. <laughs> well, we'll get to that point and I'll hop on and let everyone know what my time was after that. All right. 
Uh, does anyone have anything they want to say about the Reddit Guild before we move on? I do want to say one thing real quick. I know this isn't the right place to do it, but I want to get it out before I forget. If you guys want to do interview with the gamer, I'm looking for more people to talk with. You don't have to run a blog or do anything fancy. Just be a gamer and want to talk and learn from each other. So that's something like you want to do. Just email me, send me a message in game. It takes about 15 minutes. I ask you questions and just kind of to get to know different people, why they game. Excellent. That's it. All right, cool. Um, oh, no, don't want to close that yet. All right. And uh, the final thing we need to talk about is another Adventures Handbook. This is one of their bi-weekly, I guess, community events again. Um, this week, with Update 4 being unleashed on Tamriel, bringing some exciting new adventures along with it, if you've just come back to ESO to see what's new, or if you just want to find all those upper Craglorn Sky Shards, today's issue is just for you. All of the resources we link in the Adventures Handbooks are created by awesome fans like you, and we'd love to see even more. First up, the Elder Scrolls Online Reddit <laughs> maintains a detailed, well-organized, and updated guide to everything new in ESO. Um, the link is on the page. It is reddit.com slash r slash Elder Scrolls Online slash wiki slash returning. So if you've taken a break from the game and want to know all about the changes and new content that came up since you last played, it's the perfect guide for you. There is even a list of features that will be released in the future. Uh, next up, if you have a quick question but not sure where to ask it, Tamriel Foundry, which I do support wholeheartedly, has a great simple question, simple answers thread on their forum. So head on over to tamrielfoundry.com where you can find uh, what you're looking for from their helpful community. So definitely check it out. If you have questions about the game, you can go there for answers. And the uh, Tamriel Foundry community is a great place to go. Finally, Tiso Life has posted a map of all locations in Upper Craglorn that contains Sky Shards. So you can jump on out, grab, uh, grab those shards, and get new skills, which are awesome. So there we go. Oh, and they do have a little oh, note. Oh, don't, don't forget to bring some friends. Upper Craglorn is quite dangerous for lone travelers. There you go. All right. Anyone have anything else they want to say about the Adventures Handbook before we move on? No? Anyone? No? Nope. Okay. Um, definitely, I do actually, this is probably one of my favorite community programs they have because I think it has probably the the biggest impact yeah. on, on the community. Like, that's helpful. Not saying yep. Battlemaster Corner isn't because it, it can give you ideas, but a lot of people like to, you know, just deal with what they're doing or they have their own idea in their head. This is something that is really neat that just points out guides which by the way could probably feature some adeltias they have they have actually oh they have on here yeah they have uh oh. last week they posted like four of them on there see what i was doing i realized why i wasn't getting featured i was sending them from my personal email so they're just like who's this nut and then i started sending them from my actual deltiasgaming.com thing and then bang i posted it right away oh. so i think that's what uh, i was doing throwing your weight around yeah, I mean, I, I'm an internet celebrity, right? I mean, come on, I'm a big deal. Uh, I think I'm going to have to start sending stuff. VIP badge. <laughs> nice. I'm going to start oh sending stuff gosh. from podcast at Tales of Tamriel just all the time. Oh, I can't say any, you know, now all my guildies, and anytime I write a suggestion or tell them a suggestion, their first response is, oh, you're going to go write a guide about it? <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
That's... Yeah, that's fun. And then you do. And then I do. And then I do. <laughs> and then they make fun of me about it. Yep. It happens. All right, that's going to end our uh, game news section. We're going to move into a Elder Scrolls discussion topic. Now, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to link this in the chat. And I'll also make sure it's available in the RSS feed in the uh, in the notes so people can see it. But there was an interesting little thing I found on Reddit, surprisingly, because I do go to Reddit. I, I wade through the crap so you guys don't have to. Um they were digging around and found a whole bunch of uh, add-on API commands for the new 1.4.x. And some of these f um, contain new functions, constraints, and user data pertaining to something very interesting. Voice chat. For instance, gamepad underscore, underscore voice chat underscore channels underscore fragment. Now, that might not mean a lot to anyone who doesn't do programming, but... It seems like the API is giving us options for a type of voice chat program. Now, this is, again, with GamePad as well. I'm assuming this is going to be with consoles. Now, this lends us to believe there might be a little bit of a rumor going on that Elder Scrolls Online may try to integrate itself with the built-in voice chat features of the X-Bone and PS4. Yes, I did say X-Bone. It deserves it. It does. Um... First off, before we really get into too much details, uh, I'm going to say this. Please take this entire conversation with a grain of salt. This is merely speculation, but it was something interesting that I had found. We are in no way confirming nor denying that Zoss is planning on implementing voice chat into the Elder Scrolls Online. All right, now that the legal jargon's done, that way no one comes back and goes, Tales of Tamriel told us that they were going to have voice chat. Let's go ahead and, and talk about this for a little bit. Um... Let, let's start with Estelden. What do you what do you think about implementing voice chat into um, ESO like through in-game systems? Um, while it's mostly redundant uh, for the more hardcore players, uh, I have seen it be useful for some. So I've got nothing against it because sometimes more casual people don't necessarily have the team speaks or anything like that. Or they're not comfortable with it, but they're in a group and suddenly they want to at least hear what's going on. So you can turn on the voice chat and hear people telling you, I'll oh, do this for this boss or that boss if you're in a pub or whatever. You don't necessarily want to join a bunch of strangers on TeamSpeak, but having the voice chat can be a very easy way of at least hearing instructions being called out by someone who wants to use it. So I got no problem with that. I think it's a quite a good idea, even though it won't be used by most people. I mean, I personally don't use TeamSpeak or Mumble or anything. I use good old fashioned Skype for my uh, dungeoning and raids. So, but well. what, is it? Yeah, that's fine if you have a good connection. I'm going to say this right off the bat. Skype's not bad for that, but uh, it has much higher throughput. That's why a lot of people do use TeamSpeak and, and Vent and Mumble because they have a lot less strain on your network, um, which maybe if you have good internet, no one cares, but us, I would die. Um, Deltia, how about you? What, do you? what do you think about the idea of implementing voice chat into ESO, specifically for consoles, using the in-game system, or the console systems? Well, I don't, I don't see the point. What, what, why, what, what does this even matter? Everyone already has a way to do this. Like, I don't understand why this would even be done i mean if it's just for consoles only that's a huge thing because they need to talk just like we do but i don't know you tell me what's the point of it 
Um, well, first off, I did manage to get in game, and I am at 18 days, 3 hours, 13 minutes, and 8 seconds. So, I beat Liz. Yay! I think. Yes. <laughs> I did. Good. Good. All right. I feel better now. But you are not even close to beating Stellians. I know. I know. It's a shame. Um, here's what I think about this particular... Actually, before I do that, why don't you tell us? Do you have any thoughts on this at all? For the console? Yeah. I think it's a great idea. Because it's really hard for console players to be able to have an effective way to chat. Because I know that when, if I'm playing Final Fantasy, the console players can play with the PC players. Which means that if they need to use Vent or something, they need to use their phones. And it makes it really difficult for them because they can't really push the talk button and they're playing with a controller and they can't really type because of the controller and it's just, it's difficult. So if they want to do this for the console, why not? It might help the console players. Just don't do it for the PC players because we definitely don't need it. There are much better venues. As soon as Esteldian said he used Skype, I went, oh, that's gross. Because Skype is just horrible to use for that, in, in my opinion. Uh, I, we I think... We like the freeload. Everyone on, oh, none of this push-to-talk nonsense. You hear everything your mates are doing. All the cursing, the <laughs> screaming. It's chaotic, but it's a lot of fun. See, I don't want that. I make funny, like, noises, and that, that's only for me to hear, not, nope. not my raiders. That's half the fun. Farts, burps, coughs, everything's heard. <laughs> Nothing sacred. <laughs> wow, indeed. Okay. Um, now I'll say what I'm thinking about. <sighs> Another ge the only game that I knew that implemented this, there may be others, World of Warcraft tried this. Uh, they were specifically aiming towards Battleground, just random when people jump into Battlegrounds. And I, again, this was a PC game, so judging from that, no one used it because most people do have other, um, other avenues of getting into the game. And not only that, but they don't want a bunch of trolls and stuff infesting their voice chat because i mean let's has anyone played call of duty recently like because they have open voice chat when you play the game oh, or, that, that's uh, a that's a treat right there oh yeah i mean i don't even play the game i just kind of log in and then just turn the speakers up and just sit back and just listen my, my worst one isn't call of duty it's css that for me is just yeah, a that, nightmare. A lot of first-person shooters have that open voice chat. Once you're in the game, you can talk to all, all the people. And it, it is just a breeding... It, it is like the Reddit of voice chat. It's yeah. a cesspool. That's FPS. Uh, you are hitting the, the, the scummiest of civilization down there, to be fair. Uh, I do agree that FPS do have a, a, a type of player that... Is, can we lump PvPers into that category? Yeah. Well, I was gonna, yeah. well, that's what I mean. It's PvP meatheads to the extreme. It's just a whole new level. <laughs> I love it. Uh, unfortunately, here's the problem. MMOs, because they attract so many amount of people, we get our fair share of those PvP <laughs> meatheads. They're not even just the PvP meatheads. I, I'm going to say this again. Has anyone ever seen the uh, Onyxia 25 fight or whatever, the Onyxia 60 fight? Someone did a uh, video of somebody raid leading and oh, the, oh, yeah. and he was just flipping out when someone messed up that's the type of people you get like and those are the type of people who like to go into voice chat programs i i i think the resources would be better spent elsewhere i really do i i, I don't i don't think it's that, that great of an idea to keep um 
so yeah um i guess uh with that being said does anyone else have anything else they want to talk about this um actually i do have one more thing before we finish off someone had a really neat idea of proximity chat so if you were in game they did implement this how would you guys feel about proximity chat like when you're within a certain area like let's just say you enter davin's watch as soon as you hit that area your voice com is open to everyone in in uh davis watch and you can hear all of them talking well the thing is i don't think chat is the problem here it's grouping is the problem like the queue or the system to group up and finish stuff is either one sit in one queue that does one only thing or just scream and zone and get some meatball there needs to be a way to queue and group like other games where it's so more much more intuitive than it is in this one like I'm not gonna. I don't want to chat with people I'm running pugs with. I really don't. I don't want to get to know them. I just want to complete the mission and move on. But if there's a way to get in the group easier, let's do that. I'd rather much rather have that than just talk talking systems. I think it'd be much easier to implement. I, I could see that. I, I'm I'm of the same same idea. Like the people I like to get to know are you know like you guys, you know, the friends that we have that we like to play games with. When I'm doing a pug, it's literally just because I have no other option. Yeah. If I had any other option, I would take it. Oh, because yeah. you don't know. You're you're rolling the dice. You're playing Russian roulette whenever you uh, pick up a pug. Just going, click. Oh, I got a good player. More often than not, they load five bullets into a into wow, revolver. Wow, that's intense. I'm well, completely, op- completely I mean, opposite to you guys. I disagree totally. You disagree? <laughs> you like pugging? I like pugging, uh, too. I'm oh, like my God. This yeah. one. I put the, I really think usually when my gills grow because we don't do any open recruitment, we usually get our gillies from pugs because the wife and I are queue up. We've got the tank, the healer. Frankly, we could probably do most of the dungeon on our own anyway, so it doesn't matter if they're crap or good. So we just get them to join in. We know we're going to complete it no matter what. But then you actually chat with them, and sometimes you get people who think, oh, this is a decent guy. And you get to know them, you run a few dungeons with them. And then before you know it, they're now a regular, they're now in your guild, or they're on your friends list. That, that's, that's the main way to do it much better way to get that for your guildies than just do random shout outs for strangers to turn up well that's a that's a great way to recruit that that's what i do too i never just say hard contact recruiting blah blah blah. yeah but i mean what i'm saying pugging is like what i would do is if i could get a way to queue up we queue up we had a successful run everyone got along really well hey what are you guys doing tomorrow do you want to try to run this again yep that's how good groups are formed up it's not an accident but right now what is what way is there to do that one veteran dungeons that's it there's no upper craghorn queue there's no um i mean the pvp queue is okay but what there's no other easy way to click two buttons and get in a group that's the problem yeah see and i i agree with you guys because i have met quite a few friends from just randomly pugging and going hey you guys are pretty cool um but unfortunately Maybe I'm just jaded, Delta. We're just jaded. The 99% of the people that we find aren't great people, and I don't want to have to deal with them. And I guess that's you know yeah. personality defect on my side, but it's it's one of those things from years of years of having to put up with the crud that you get from pugging that I just don't want to deal with it any longer. All I've right. had to put up with it for years, and I could make friends with it. Any pug doesn't you, matter. You are nicer than me then, because I I can't do it. Like, right. I really can't. That's <laughs> half the fun. Just sitting there cursing at this lousy piece of crap who's in your group. Think, how did you get this high? What are you doing here? Yeah, I normally follow that up. So, how much do you pay on eBay for your account? 
<laughs> nice. All right. Well, seems like we're a little mixed on this topic. Some of us are like, okay. Some of us are not. Um, so. You did mention the, the, the proximity thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That I don't, I don't know. No, definitely not. I think it'd be neat if you, well, of course, everything is the option of turning it off. But again, that's just a, I can see somebody uh, doing what the dumb and dumber thing. You want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? They just sit in like near the bank and that's all they do. So as soon as you walk into the bank, all you hear is the <laughs> dumb and dumber guy doing, you know, oh, yeah. the most annoying sound. That's what you get from this. Yeah. And I mean, it's not everybody, but that one person is enough well, to turn up, people up, off saying, I'm just uh, disabling it forever. You know, I mean, how many people in this game who were Elder Scrolls purists who now nah, you're an MMO person, not an Elder Scrolls purist. Nice try. Um, you just play your games bad. I'm so, whoa. <laughs> whoa. You're just a bad. That's, uh, wow. I, I love you. No, that, uh-uh. I, love, I love you. I'm going to move to the other side of the room. All right. Well, it, it's still a matter of, um, my goodness, that burn was, I, I just, it burned all thought out of my head too. Uh-huh. What was I saying prior to this? Oh, something about Elder Scrolls purists. Oh, the and Elder Scrolls purists who, when they first hopped into the MMO, what was the first as soon as they saw somebody complaining in zone chat they turned off their chat like and they probably never went back oh the other scrolls nazis yeah yeah as soon as you hear it's enough that people aren't going to give it a chance as soon as they hear that one person who is just a complete you know d-bag they're gonna turn it off and never look back so in all honesty it's wasted development time. research time and development time on their side to do this because at best 10 percent of the population will use it well who wants this that. i mean who wants this i mean make get a uh, guild um guild names and nameplates above our heads every yes, other please. mmo has that come on it's, two, mm-hmm. it's 2014 get a guild calendar it's 2014 but this every other mmo <sighs> good point it's not every other mmo um there's some basic features missing that you can it's an mmo massive multiplayer online you're supposed it's supposed to be elder scrolls with buddies make it easy to play with friends there's yeah, a, I don't have a problem playing with friends a lot of I basics see, I, missing I my mouse and, and look at who people are it's still but try try being vr14 running dragon star it's different yeah how many people are at vr14 have good gear and you can do the end game content how many times did we use the raid calendar in Warcraft where we just set up a thing and invited people going, hey, Thursday, we're trying this. So when people logged in, they looked, oh, look, I have a notification. Oh, we're doing this. No, no, that would be pretty neat. That, yeah, that's, I, I would agree with that one. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't, just, and it doesn't have to be you know Christmas or whatever. It could be that the Elder Scrolls has an awesome lore and calendar, the morning of Thedos or whatever. I mean, make the holidays and stuff like that on the calendar. It would be a huge part of the game. That'd be amazing. Yeah, I mean that that stuff. I, even all if right, they Delta, don't, take, I'm on board. All right, you Woo! you won her over. Woo. Pause the show. It's celebrate. I'm gonna say we already had her defend Deltia, and now she's agreeing. Oh, you like, can put that in the guild calendar. End the show like right now. <laughs> that's like, I'm that's mark it. in the guild calendar. Yeah, <laughs> mark that on the guild calendar. <laughs> nice. All right, we're going to go ahead and move on from that discussion topic. It is time for our Tales of Tamriel, which is our personal story time in the Elder Scrolls Online. And as per our custom, our guest will have to go first. So, uh, 
Go ahead. Correct me on how to say his name. Esteldian. Okay. Asteldian. Gotcha. Yeah, that's what I said. Esteldian. I know. I just emphasized the ass part. Okay. All right. Just kidding, buddy. Love you. <laughs> Your turn. Tell us a little bit about what you've been doing in ESO this week. Oh, what have I been doing? To be honest, I've been mostly in PvP land. Um, funny enough, 1.4 comes out, and instead of actually getting on with getting ranks 13 and 14 and doing the Dragon Star, I've spent evening after evening running around like a headless chicken in the PvP world. Um, so I've been thinking with builds for that. That's been a lot of fun, taking a few guildies in there, getting ourselves killed a lot. My pleasure was earlier in the week killing an emperor, and surprise, surprise, he's a Dragon Knight vampire. So that no. was a brutal fight. No way. Yep. Was he using a staff too? And a dress. <laughs> and it was an absolute pleasure killing him. I got the killing Man. blow, so I got the achievement for the assassination of the Slayer of, of the Emperor. So that was my big I, achievement of the week. I'm still uh, I'm still baffled. That is like the most unique build. You never see that yeah, in the Elf Staves online. Never. I wouldn't believe what race he was either. Oh. No but way was he at Dunmer. Dunmer. No, oh, no one can... uses that. <laughs> you couldn't have been more stereotyped if you tried. Miss Captain Generic. <laughs> nice. Nice. But he's dead right. uh, you have anything else you want to talk about? I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just had to be baffled at the uh, originality he had. Yeah, no, so I've just reached veteran rank 13. So I've just put some new gear I want to tinker with for the PvP land to put a bit more magicka going because I'm a bit too stamina focused because I'm just lazy. So I just use my pve gear and go straight in so I'm, I'm finally trying to step up and customize it as i say pvp is my interest at the moment for some strange reason i'm quite addicted to it but otherwise that's you, probably it you know what that's a perfect segue into deltia so uh, <laughs> pvp land okay so you know how um how long my rants are going to be based on how deep of a breath i take ready <gasps> okay First off, we'll kind of work in backwards order. Speaking of PvP, um, myself and ESOTR Guild Akatosh hosted a training ground thing last night. So for people who are afraid or don't want to go in there, don't know how to do it, never set foot in, we set the very basics. Took a group of 24 to 30 people and did the starter crest where you get the skill points. We explained everything. And we're planning on doing recurring events like this for people. And we actually took a keep. We took an Elder Scroll. It was a blast. And we went into a you know low-pop uh, campaign. That way we weren't getting nuked every five seconds. And a lot of people had fun, learned. And so you know, PvP is hard for people to get into at first because you die. You don't know what's going on. There's a learning curve, you know, that you have to play your taxes, so to speak, in Gamerland. You got to lose for a while before you start winning. So this is a soft, comfortable way to get people into it. Next time we're going to go do some hardcore stuff. But I will say this has been the best week in Elder Scrolls of my life, for, for sure. It may be in gamer history for me. Oh man, it started out with that um, that post in the Battlemaster corner. The site blew up. People kept sending me stuff in and out of game. I got a donation basically to pay my my site for a year. Um, someone wow. was so happy. Yeah, so the site's going to be paid up for. I'm going to be doing it for you know the foreseeable future. Um, a lot of my time got freed up, so now I'm doing a lot more guides. I'm trying to put out something once a day whether it's a guide, a written thing, or whatnot. I got a couple more authors. Uh, a lot of people are looking for PvP-specific stuff, so I got Party Pyro is going to be doing that. He already released the first initial one. 
Then I have another guy, Nines, who uh, has really good experience writing guides. He's going to be doing crafting in detail. So that'll free up a lot of my time to kind of still go over character builds, get everyone to VR 14, and really focus on the endgame hardcore stuff. Um, so what I've been doing in-game is basically just farming to get to VR 14. I was one of the first people in the world to get it. Um, and then I was sat around my twiddling my thumbs for a week because no one else, <laughs> you know, got there. Um, I did the grind, the thief grind for anyone who hasn't done it. You kill the same boss over and over every 20 seconds for five hours. Ridiculous boring, but ridiculous effective. Got there, and then we, uh, some other buddies got up there. We did the Upper Craglorn, did almost all the quests. We all uh, did some Dragonstar Arena. That was a blast. I am utterly impressed with uh, the Craglorn stuff. Like, we go up there, and we're like, okay, Sky, it was a Skyhook or something, a hold. So we look, we're like, oh, that looks fun. Let's go try doing that. Two hours later, we complete the quest. It was like running a veteran dungeon on steroids. And it was our first time, so we were gooking and gawking for a while and stuff. Um, but I was just dumbfounded at the quality of the level design. It's not your normal little dinky round delve or anything where it's just one big circle. It's, it is impressive. They really did a good job questing. The downside is you really do need four players or like three of your standard archetypes. You can't just go in there and nuke everything, um, which is good and, and bad of itself. So that's what I've been doing all week, making some guides. I did a skill guide. I did um, a shout-out to Tales of Tamriel and Esteldon here. Um, basically, for all the support you guys have given me, you know, no one no one does anything in a vacuum. And for me specifically, I wouldn't have got all this exposure and had all these things if it wasn't for you guys putting me on the show, uh, everyone in the chat room pitching in, visiting the site, Esteldon for leaving comments. So... You know, the reason I always rant and rave about the community, it's because I wouldn't be doing the thing I love if it wasn't for you guys. So, you know, I, I appreciate it is what I'm saying. I don't want to get too sappy and emotional on you guys, but it was a bit, it was a big deal to me. You know, it really was. And that's why I was proud to have that on there. And, you know, all my friends make fun of me about it, which is fine. I deserve it. But, you know, this community is different. It's so different. And even the post when it was on the Elder Scrolls thing, there wasn't really any trolls. There was a couple people being meatballs, but no one really tore it up too bad. And I mean, that's not going to hurt my feelings anyways, but if it was Call of Duty, they would be like, this is the worst build ever. Oh my God, go kill yourself. You know, there's nothing like that going on here. I just, I love it. And every time I log into the game, it just seems like, a, it's like a world. It's not an MMO. It's not a game. Like this is a living, breathing world. It doesn't have instances every single place. Like I can travel from one place to the next to the next. It really feels like an alive environment. And now Craglorn has expanded. It's just so much fun to go questing there. Even doing the dailies are, these are not dailies if you've done them before. Critical Mass, that's like an hour-long quest. And that's the quality of that quest is not like your normal daily. My one complaint about Upper Craglorn, I wish there was some soloable stuff. Um, just because not all of us have a lot of friends on or like if we work weird hours or, you know, we're not working two in the afternoon, you know, you're not going to get a whole lot of people to do Dragon Star Arena. So I wish there was something else that we could do solo, but I will um, wrap up the rant with thank you to everyone who has supported me. I will work extra, extra hard because, you know, I know how much you guys like this sort of thing and, you know, 
this is a community. We got to stick together and make it what we are. Uh, you know, like I wasn't happy with the Department of Veteran Affairs as a veteran. So instead of just complaining about it and bitching about it, I'm doing something about it. Same thing with the game. You know, this is our game. We got to tell the developers what we want or this game to be. We got to tell each other what we want this game to be. There's people spending their time making mods, doing podcasts, so you don't have to research. And it, it's just awesome to see this come together. Ran over. <laughs> excellent yes we do uh we also want to thank you deltia and you know Stelda and all, all the people who support our podcast and you know for coming on and we are it's a fantastic community um our friend kipster he's in the chat now he messaged after i uh i sent out a tweet because we were invited to the elder scrolls off the record um yesterday and it, he as soon as he saw that he messaged on our on our Facebook page saying how it's just something special about this community that just brings like all of us together like we're not I, I guess like you said it doesn't feel like we're in competition with one another it's not oh don't go see them whatever we're the best ones out there we all work together we like doing stuff together we're here to promote the community as a whole and it's just a great community to be a part of you know like <laughs> other other games the community is it, it's toxic in a lot of them it's like oh no 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 you don't you don't go check out their guides or anything like because they're terrible you should only check out mine that you know people tear down stuff here we all try to build each other up it is probably hands down the best community out there i i, I really been... i really think so i mean even doing the the 30 people plus and mumble or whatever and team speak the other day not one person got out of line not one person said any meatball thing a couple people whispered me helpful tips it was about community. It was about helping each other do something that people have a desire to do that they're kind of scared of. You know, if, if only, I, I know last rant here, but if only our society worked like this, you know, if only our society was this damn helpful, think about where we'd be. It's true. It really is. It, this is, it, it's one of the reasons why we keep doing these podcasts, this community. It's, we don't get, I don't think I've ever, gotten a real negative review or a real negative anything about our podcast or anything we do all we ever get is support go and not saying like we've got constructive criticism stuff like that and it's warranted but we don't we don't log in feeling like we hate ourselves um speaking of just random and it, it's kind of off topic but not really um i remember reading a an editorial by a lot of you guys probably know him he's uh the cynical brit I'm sure you guys probably know him. He does a lot of game reviews and he actually wrote a pretty long blog post about the toxic nature of the game community going how he was talking about how when he started this, he did it because it was something that he loved, et cetera, et cetera. And how the community reacts to some of his videos. Yes, he gets a lot of good stuff, but some things like he's like, I'm losing my hair and I'm only like 30 because I'm stressed out doing this all the time because I wake up and I get death threat emails wow. because of I, I wrote something about a game that someone else liked and people are telling me I should just go die. And he's like, I know I shouldn't let it get to me, but it does. And I know there's actually several developers who've been talking about um, doing a little campaign about getting the toxicity out of the game community because developers aren't wanting to do it anymore because of all the right. the crap they take from the community. Not just the gaming community, just the internet in general. Yeah, it's true. It is. It's toxic. You need a thick skin to put yourself out there. Oh yeah, you do. In, <laughs> I mean, for anything, like you're on the internet. Like when I first 
did this. I think the very first post for episode one, I posted up on Reddit say, hey, we're a new podcast. I want constructive feedback. If you tell me we suck and don't give me a reason, I'm going to ignore you. But that was the, the mentality I had to have to go into this. Thankfully, I was pleasantly surprised. I got nothing but support. But I had to prepare myself mentally going, I'm probably going to get a lashing for this. Yep. And, and it's sad that we as a community have to think that way before we release anything. Yeah. But, now, that's not yeah. this community. This is an amazing community, and I'm so happy for it. Yeah. And hopefully we maintain this. I think we will. I mean, I really – I like – and I'm maybe call me an elitist here, but I like the whole separation between the PC players and the uh, console players. And not all console players are booger-eating Mountain Dew drinkers, even though I do both those things. <laughs> but you know it's, it's just there's a difference there really is it'd be like saying there's a difference between the marine corps and the army there is i'm sorry um whether that's bad or good it's just a different type of people i'm mm-hmm. i'm glad where this game's headed and i think once this gets released on consoles it's going to be a mega hit it will be a mega hit it will be i agree as long as it stays from free to play the community should stay good quality exactly yep. All right, so that's going to be end of rant there, but I felt <laughs> like we had to we had to say that because this is a fantastic community. Oh, are all you guys ready to pack up your ovaries now and move on to the? Next oh, wow. wow! Whoa! We just got called out. Pack up the ovaries. That was good. And then I thought we were well. getting ready for group hug. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I was we're actually get... waiting for the group hug moment. Like, oh gosh, am I the only You're... man here? No, we're we're gonna do a group oh hug. Oh my god! <laughs> I want to be invited. No, I'm putting my tissue box away. for you. It's <laughs> not fair. <laughs> All right. Well, oh. let's go ahead. And let's Thais, Let's talk about our game time this week. Okay. Has anything changed on your character? Crit surge. Um, yeah, crit surge. I was able to change my morph. Oh, you mean because of that awesome morph thing with update four? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's pretty nice. I was, I was, you know, able to do that. That was that was pretty amazing. <laughs> nice, uh-huh. nice. So yeah. other than that, oh yeah, and and I became a werewolf. I I was finally able to oh. hit max in vampire. So I became a werewolf. And I, I do want to. I actually said I was going to do this. Um, a special shout out to. Um, hold on, I gotta grab my phone here because I had to take a picture of it. Do some filler for me here. Uh, um, I, I don't I don't know what to fill with. I'm not well, I, good at on the spot. I got something. Okay, let let Delta. Okay. There, I did get a message about someone playing a Sork. Said that he wanted me to bring this up, where he feels that he shouldn't have to play his Sork a specific way, where he's using Blink all the time. Do you guys feel like the game really forces you to play a specific thing, or or you just get annihilated at veteran veteran rank? Esteldon, you. No. I have played with all sorts of crap during the veteran ranks. Even pre-nerf, I was having to run around with a bow, for God's sake, when I was leveling it up. <laughs> so I think you can pretty much use whatever you want while you're leveling, especially now that they've changed the VR ranks. Now, you can't do really stupid things. You know, you've got to have a semi-decent build. But for the most part, you can flip and change. I mean, everyone goes on about the Templar using puncturing sweep and nothing else. Oh, that gets you all the veteran. I haven't touched that skill since I got to veteran rank. I used it once when I turned it, when I remorphed it into the puncturing sweep after the change, got it maxed, then buried it away and never used it again. So, no, I think you can pretty much use anything for the leveling. Now, end game experience is a whole different matter, but at least for the leveling process, you're pretty free to play as you want, just as promised, really. Right. And, uh, Delta, you and I were talking about this. Pretty much in every aspect of the game, except 
for the high-end PVE stuff, you are you can do what you want. Like I don't feel I don't feel weak or anything using any specific build that I'm using while questing or doing, you know, um, PVP, et cetera, et cetera. But like, there's just certain builds for like trials and stuff where I think you are kind of regulated in and that kind of sucks. Yeah. It took me a while to find a good build, but I never felt that I was weak because I wasn't using a specific build. I just feel, felt like I had to choose what worked for me and I finally found it. And I think a lot of it, there are some crud skills out there, which if you put them on your bar, like maybe one of them's not bad. But if you have a line of crud skills, then you won't be too bad. But as long as you pick a weapon, pick a specific number of abilities, and don't ignore your passives, you can do almost anything in the game up, up until the high-end stuff and be decent. All right. Well, thanks for that filler. That was awesome. And this shout-out was to No Ordinary Man, who... Shouted out in in a chat in Riften that he was giving away a werewolf bite instead. Like twelve other people were saying they were selling, and um, he's like, "No, I'll give one away. I have one, and I I was already a werewolf because uh, Kipster lured me into a dark alley and uh, violated me in the darkest sort of way." But they needed to be violated as well. And he was nice enough. I said, hey, do you mind waiting? That She just poured it away. I said, she'll be right back. He's like, absolutely, I'll wait. He just sat there and waited for her to take her slow butt out Mm -hmm. there. She had no idea where it was, so I had to get up and go, okay, it's right here. Do you see it? He waited, and it was really nice that he was willing to, you know, like when 20 other people were selling it, he's like, nope, I'll give it away. And that was was nice, so. It was pretty interesting because... the, the vampire bite was kind of creepy, you know, the way that their mouth kind of unhinges and they just suck blood from the air. But the werewolf one, I was like mauled to the ground and I was covered in blood and it was, it was different and it was neat. I, I liked it a lot. Melissa Dougie yeah, style. So now, I, <laughs> so now I am a werewolf and I haven't gone, like I haven't changed yet or anything because I, I just haven't uh, felt the need to. Okay. Well, speaking of, I'm also a werewolf, and I did put it on my bar. And, you know, as much as we bash on werewolf, like, it does take a while. When you're in the werewolf form, it feels pretty powerful. Like, I noticed it felt powerful. Like, you're running around at, like, super speed. You're just slashing. And I think they made some changes that it uh, bases off weapon damage now, which I think helped. Um I really enjoy when you're in the werewolf form how when you're walking or particularly running, it your footsteps sound like you weigh so much more. Like you're this gigantic beast of a creature. That was the first thing I noticed when I was transformed into a werewolf by her scene. And I, I thought that was pretty interesting. It, it is neat. I, I was having, I'm having fun with it because uh, I think we were... Um, which we'll talk about a little later. But one of the things we did was we were going up this one hill and it was surrounded by uh, supernal dreamers. Like there were just a bunch of cultists and I had werewolf up. So I told Ace, I'm like, hold on. As soon as we go, just, just follow me. Just I'm going on a killing spree. I started at the bottom of the hill and I just started booking it up the hills, killing everything in, in the area. I didn't even stop the loot because I'm like, I only got a little bit of time. I got to kill everything while I'm in werewolf form. It, it was a lot of fun. I can see why people actually like it. Um, but I know, like, Kipster gave it to me, which was awesome. 
Um, but he had to get rid of it because apparently there's a lot of poison damage in the new trial. Oh, so. <laughs> yeah. There's one there's one rank you're not going to get past if you're a vampire or a werewolf, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I might have been the last last guy that he uh, he raped in a dark alley. So thanks, Kipster. Love you. All right. Let's go ahead and move on a little bit about what we're doing questing. Like now where we left off last week is we're still exploring around uh, Stormhaven. We're actually almost done with it. Um, See, I would disagree. I would say we're only about halfway because we haven't even started exploring the city yet. We just reached the outskirts of the city. Yeah, but the other side of the map is much smaller. Like if you look at it, it kind of tapers a little bit. Uh So, you know. But again, this is our slow questing. This is what we do. We like, like, even what we're doing now is we hit the city. I like to go around the entire city and talk to everyone. I go into every house. I, I loot everything. I talk to everyone just because they have neat little lore bits that I like to. When he says he loots everything, he literally loots every single box, barrel, chest, drawer. The cabinets up on the wall. Everything. I I pretty much stand there in the middle of the house with my hand and my with my head in my hand, going, "Are you done yet?" I I do apologize to her like every five minutes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, look, more more mud crab meat. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Ooh, salt. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I do that. I really do. I'm stockpiling up on provisioning mats because come on. I I also heard a rumor. I don't know if it's true. So. Put your tinfoil hats on that they may let us have both food and drink coming up in a later patch. So, um... You know us Nords like to drink. That's true. That's true. Um, so, if they do let... Like, everyone just, you know, gets away with, uh... They don't use any of the drinks. Because really, they're not as good as the pure stat. Because they're all regeneration stuff. But if this rumor turns out to be true and we can have both food and drink, I'll be... stockpiled on grapes i can make tons of wine and stuff that you can have both if not then oh well but who knows it's just a rumor so i'm stockpiling all right um now where we adventured is after i guess this was right after the uh was it priya abbey and uh the the supernal dreamers were attacking there they want us to try to find the grand master and they kind of made us go over towards this moonlight mall cave and when we were exper- it was kind of fun because I think at this point in time I was just now leveling uh, my sword and shield, and we had to kill like nine hundred of the little uh, scamps. That was a lot of fun. Um, but when we made it inside the cave, we actually found the found the guy who is the head of of the uh, whatever the spirit wardens, and he's actually part of a ritual where they're possessed by a daedra. Um, and we were given the option. Do you remember what the option was? Oh, yeah. The option was to kill him because he said, kill me and, and everything will be fixed. The other option was to go get one of the sleeping supernal dreamers and and replace this orc. Obviously, we chose to replace the orc because why let the orc die when one of the <sighs> supernal dreamers, who is a follower of Vermina who's trying to kill everybody, can just take his place. It was the much better decision. We kind of went anti-hero here. We're like, oh yeah, we're killing this guy. We're just, you know, forcing down to make him, uh, the demon possess him, and then we killed it. It was That was a lot of fun. Then we actually got to go into, which I was kind of sad. It was, it was neat, 
but how you jumped into Vermina's realm of a uh, quagmire, but it was just like an underground cave looking thing. I, I really wish they had spent a little bit more time like they did for Meridia's like Meridia's colored rooms. Her Daedric realm was unique. Like you didn't see it anywhere else in the world. And Cold Harbor has a unique feel. Um, I, I just kind of wish some of the other day, like I guess even her scenes realm kind of has a somewhat unique feel to it. It feels like a jungle land for hunting. Um, but this one was just a cave. I really wish they would have done something a little bit more. If you had looked at the cave, it was a mirrored version of the cave we had just come from, almost like it was a dream. Mm. I think that's what they were going for when they made it the cave. I guess. I guess. But the way they describe uh, uh, Quagmire is it's like a swampy land of like, like I, it would be neat if they took something like a swamp from like a Black Marsh, but then added like a bunch of different like eerie, eerie noises, like specters. And, and what would be really, really neat is this is how I would design it in my own head or how I envision it is scenes like as you're walking through scenes from the world around you, scenes from your past and stuff portraying because it's nightmares. It's supposed to be a land of nightmares. So you're walking through a dark bog. Almost think about it like a here's here's sad for all your Star Wars people. Uh, the Return of Jedi when he's in the uh, in the bog area and the Darth Vader apparitions there. That's what I that's what I imagine Quagmire to be like. Just like that. No, no one else wow. agrees with that. Okay. All right. okay. No, I could. That'd be pretty cool. You know, like it's a swampy, but then you know it, that's his fear, his night. That's what Quagmire is supposed to represent. I wish they would have done a little bit more with it, but that's how I feel. Anyway, so we went, and we killed the guy in there, and uh, freed the spirit warden, and we started venturing down. This was a kind of fun. We f- stumbled across a watchtower called uh, Cumberland's Watch. And we had to fight off a goblin raid, and it was kind of neat because this one guy, we met him outside. Um, do you remember what his name was? I don't remember what his name uh, I don't was. know. He was a red guard, and he was kind of a jerk. Someone in chat, Arkanir, said Molog Vader. Molog Vader. I'm fine with that. Molog <laughs> Vader. <sighs> That's awesome. Luke, I am your Daedric Prince. <laughs> yes. Uh, I know. That's Oh, nerdy. you're such a dork. Be quiet. I like it. I like it. Quagmire. All right. Um, but yeah, it was neat. This, this guy was like a jerk. He's like, tell us, yeah, you should, you should just come up here and help us fight. You might as well be of some use. He's like a total, well, I'm not going to say <laughs> Not just that, but he's like, I just, I, I hate them. And you look like you could be useful. Just go slaughter all the, the goblins you can find. Just, just kill them all. Go, go miss murder goblin families and take their children. And, that's pretty much what he was saying. And he's, he was making us feel like, oh, wow, okay, so these goblins are attacking for no apparent reason. Because the guy said, we have no idea why the goblins are attacking. They're just killing everybody, and it's not good. And we, we need help taking control. Go go kill a whole bunch of goblins. So we go around, and we're murdering goblins, and we're trying to free this little area from whatever is going on. And when we go into a tower, we went into one of the towers, and there was a guy laying there injured, and he's like... We know why they're attacking. On the top of this tower is a totem that the guy who gave us the quest, he stole and put it up there so the goblins would attack so he could try and kill them all. But it's not working. Oh, yeah. it's So the guy actually stole this. It's like a religious 
totem to these goblins. And all the goblins start running, and he was provoking them to attack so he could wipe them out, unfortunately. It backfired. Yeah, he's not as good a fighter as he thought he was, and and lost. And it's... It was it was fantastic. Just because then once we finally do return the totem and, and free the uh, the watchtower, this guy who was arrested because he disobeyed orders then runs off and we are sent to go hunt him down. Of course, we're again met with a choice of spoiler alert. You get to choose whether or not you can just pick up his rusty sword and say you killed him or actually killed him. And uh, I guess following the anti-hero that we went before, I I wasn't going to lie for him. I went and killed him. I had to. Well, he could have had the choice to come back with us to be arrested and put on trial. But, of course, the bad guys never want that option. Oh, no. Yeah, Absolutely I killed him. They're going to die anyway. I killed him. Yeah. It's great. Um, I guess the last thing we did, uh, we did, um, of course, one of the world bosses, which was fun. Um I went werewolf again. That was that was that was a blast. Uh, we went to Farangel's Landing, which is right below um, Wayrest. It's a little town right there, and we had to. Uh, this one was fun. I think I talked about it a little bit on Elder Scrolls Off the Record. I didn't want to talk about it too much about our weekend game because we do a big thing here, and um, and when we get there, we find a man who says. You gotta help me. My wife has been kidnapped by these midnight. What were they? Midnight. I don't know. The midnight traders. Midnight something or another. I, I don't remember. know. Well, midnight mercs. That's what we'll call them for now. And he's like, I, I need you to help me get to her. So you had to sneak in. He's like, What I need you to do is I need you to go in and I need you to put poison, um, this poison in all the the mead barrels around. They'll drink it and they'll pass out and then we'll be able to get to her. So we go ahead and we're we're going around. We're poisoning everything when we're done we go into this one house and we find um we find i guess her chamberlain or something like that and he's like what are you guys doing here and we're like that well, well we're yeah trying to free the the lady the, the person who owns all this area and you know from bandits and they're like those aren't bandits those are her personal guard it's like oh uh-oh really that sucks um, yeah, so apparently the husband has been kicked out because he's threatened to kill her. Now he's after her again. And uh, we pretty much just helped him, you know, incapacitate all of her guards. So that was uh, one of those uh-oh moments, kind of like you're sitting there going, oh, I don't know who would do that. Who would ever poison all of those people? Not me, obviously. But uh, yeah, so then we had to go and we had to kill him. Because that's what we did. We had to protect her because he was in there trying to kill her. But we managed to make it in time, which was awesome. But it, it, that was a fun quest just because of the way the guy tells you. He's like, no, they're not bandits. Those are her personal bodyguards. And then he says, I, I, I zoned off for a minute, so I'm not sure if he said this. And then he says, well, at least she's safe because all of her guards are there. And then and then for a second, you're kind of stunned with, uh, well, you see, <laughs> we kind of poisoned them all. Oh, yeah, about that. And then you just feel really, really bad. Yeah, major faux pas right there. It is bad. So, yeah, that is our uh, week in game. I think where we ended was now we are back in Wayrest, and now I have to explore all the city, and uh, I think we have to meet with High King Emmerich. I think that's where we left off, is we're kind of following the Sir... Or Sir I don't know. So can, I, can I kill him for the, for the pact? That I yeah, be we should, I be should be able, able to. to do that. We should be able to. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's where we're continuing, and uh, you guys can follow us again next week. All right, time for our next part of the show, which is Ace's favorite, and uh, it's a dramatic reading. 
this is the final book of the Divines and Deities set. So next week you'll join us for another book series, um, which we have yet to find because Thais has not been able to get all of her Argonian books together. I'm just going to gather nothing but Argonian books, and it's going to be a series on Argonians. That's all it's going to be. <laughs> I hope not. Um, but yes, we will be starting a new series next week. And, well, this week it is the book Vivek and Minthala. So, Thais, go ahead, take it away. Who is Alm Savi? Morrowind is holy country, and its gods are flesh and blood. Collectively, these gods are called the Tribunal, the Triune Alm Savi, three deities exemplifying Dunmiri virtues. Amalexia is mercy, Vivek is mastery, and Sothisil is mystery. Vivek is easily the most popular of them all. Vivek is the most public, for he is the beloved warrior poet of the true people, paradoxically beautiful and bloody. Vivek is an artistic violence. Vivek is represented in temple literature and liturgy as one of the divine kings of Morrowind. He guards the sacred Valathi subcontinent of Vardenfell and stands guard over Red Mountain. He is part of the Holy Tribunal, a god of the new temple, and an aspect of the blessed and righteous Alm Savi. This explicit representation of Vivek, the guardian god king and warrior poet, is the one most accessible and familiar to Westerners. However, it is important to remember that Vivek is also known to the Dunmer as the transcendent evolution of the Daedra that anticipated him. Black Hands May Follow, a foundation figure of the earliest Chimer. This darker side of Vivek does not appear in the popular literature and liturgy, but is instinctively understood and accepted by the Dunmer as an integral part of Vivek's divine aspect. A more complete appreciation of the complex nature of Vivek requires an understanding of the nature of Vivek's anticipation, may follow, and the darker themes represented by this Daedra Lord's modes and motivations. Who is may follow? Each of the three tribunes of the temple were represented in the dawn of Chimeri culture by their anticipations. These anticipations are known to the West as the sinister Daedra lords Azur, Boethia, and Mayfala. In temple theology, however, Azura is the anticipation of Sothisil, the mage lord of Alm Savi. Boethia is the anticipation of Amalexia, Alm Savi's mother and lady. Mayfala is the anticipation of Vivek. According to legend, under the guidance of these three Daedra lords, a discontented throng of Altmer transformed themselves into a new people and founded a new land. And while Boethia, the so-called Prince of Plots, provided the revolutionary methods needed to bring about this transformation, Mayfala was the shadowy implementer of these methods. As known in the West, Mayfala is the demon of murder, sex, and secrets. All of these themes contain subtle aspects and violent ones, assassination, genocide, courtship, orgy, tact, poetic truths. Mayfala is understood paradoxically to contain and integrate these contradictory themes. And all these subtle undercurrents and contradictions are present in the Dunmer concepts of Vivek, even if they are not explicitly described and, and explained in temple doctrine. The Dunmer do not envision Lord Vivek as a creature of murder, sex, and secrets. 
Rather, they conceive of Lord Vivec as benevolent king, guardian warrior, poet artist. But at the same time, unconsciously, they accept the notion of darker, hidden currents beneath Vivec's benevolent aspects. For example, one of the most striking persistent myths associated with Vivec is the story that Vivec conspired with his co-rulers, Amalexia and Sothisil, in the murder of Lord Nerevar, the greatest of Dunmer heroes and generals. The story is the ride from Ashlander oral tradition, and is flatly contradicted by all temple traditions. Nonetheless, the tale is firmly established in the Dunmer imagination, as if to say, of course Vivek would never have conspired to murder Lord Nerevar, but it happened so long ago. Who can know the truth? The public face of Vivek is benign, sensitive, compassionate, and protective of his followers. At the same time, the Dunmer seem irrationally comfortable with the hidden aspects of Vivek, the darker components of violence, lust, and conspiracy associated with the more primitive and ruthless impulses of the anticipations. Huh. Murder, sex, and what? Secrets. Man, that's Sexy. fascinating in a nighttime telly kind of way. <laughs> Love it. Love it so much. Like, it, if anyone is actually interested in uh, Vivek and anything like this, I encourage you to go to the Imperial Library and look up 36 Lessons of Vivek. There's some dark stuff in there. Like, uh, apparently he had an orgy kind of thing with uh, Moleg Ball, and that's where a bunch of monsters spawn from. By the way, he is also a, a hermaphrodite. So he's both a male and female. Aren't they all? Aren't all the Daedric that way? Uh, the Daedra are, but no, no, like Vivek is. He's oh, a, I don't know that. Vivek is a hermaphrodite. And um, they make a lot of interesting analogies to Vivek's spear. <laughs> if, yeah, 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 I'm so going to let that sink in a little bit. 36 Shades it, of ESO, I like it. It, it is, it's 50 Shades <laughs> of ESO. If you read 36 Lessons of Vivek, it's 50 Shades of ESO. It is it is very interesting and it's kind of cryptic. I know where I'm going after the show. <laughs> it's a it's a fascinating fascinating read. Um, yeah. So there you go. That was uh, the end of our divines and deities, and actually that was a an interesting book to actually end it on because of all of the I don't know. That was the perfect book to end it on. I'm just really glad. Like, I hope they explore this, and I'm really glad ESO got a mature rating because it's too hard to explain Vivek in a teen rating game because there's just some weird stuff going on with him. But he's awesome. All right, let's go ahead and move on to our next section, which is our guild corner, um, where we go around and we get to uh, talk about the different guilds we're in and kind of plug them. So, Deltia. You first. Hard Contact. If you're looking for kind of a chill guild that does do endgame stuff, there doesn't have meetings or you don't have to have a blood sample or a stool sample to join, um, it's probably for you. We do AD. Just note, you can be in the guild, but if we're doing Dragon Star Arena and some of the higher-end content, we will take it a little more seriously, meaning you know the cute, fluffy stamina builds probably aren't going to cut it. Other than that, if you want to come join and do PvP and stuff like that, we'd be more likely to ha uh, have you. You can reach us at Deltia in game or at Grouchy, G-R-O-U-C-H-Y. Excellent. 
And uh, you'll take me even if I do have a stamina build, just because. We'll take you, but we're not going to take you in. You know what I mean? That's not nice. I'm already part of your guild. Remember I my. Know. I, I, I have said us awesome over 50. That's true. The East was the one who brought us over 50, so now we can have a fancy guild. Yeah, but I, I think I brought you to 10 so you could get like your. Yeah, not, not as important. No. Not as important. All right. Yes. I'm not. I got it to 50. That's awesome. Right. I'm so excited. Where was my prize? Uh, it's in the mail. Yes. It's in the mail. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, Steldon, would you like to uh, plug your guild? Uh, yeah, sure. For anyone who's in the EU and jealous you can't join Hard Contact, <laughs> in case you're in, in you can join Crucio Sanctorum. It's just a guild myself and the wife run. It's only a small guild, mostly people we know from previous games, to be honest. But we're, we've had a few new members that we've pulled in, so we've got to know and run a load of dungeons with. So anyone who's on the EU server interested, we just like to have a laugh chill out, do a bit of PvP, some dungeons, no commitments. So uh, no meetings, just feel bro? free. No meetings, no uh, no no big role play sessions, no no nothing. And we'd probably even take a dirty stamina build into the end game because oh. we're just silly like that. Oh my god. <laughs> Looks like I'm going over to you side. <laughs> Excellent. These filthy awesome. casuals. That was a joke. That was a joke. Indeed. I see. All right. Well, if uh, anyone's interested in joining the Friends and Family Guild of Tales of Tamriel podcast, you can contact that's Jellos, A G G E L O S, or at Tear Eater, T E A R E A T E R, <laughs> in the game for an invite. We're just a guild. It's a place for fans of the show. You can meet, mingle with the host, because uh, we're all in there. Um, and uh, we do like to do some events from time to time. Speaking of. We are going to do another Explore Cyrodiil event. Oh, yeah, uh, for, baby. For the Ebonheart Pact. Um, that's going to be Saturday. Uh, what is that? September 27th. So that's this coming Saturday <laughs> at 6 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to head on out. We're going to do all the stuff we can do. Delves, um, dolmens, hiding from Deltia. You know, that's the... Those sort of things. No, no, I'm not hiding. This oh, is the perfect chance just, to beat his face into the ground. Oh, the pink ranger showdown? Yes. All right. So, Saturday, 927, 6 p.m. Eastern. Which server? If you have an Ebonheart Pack character um, and want to explore some Cyrodiil and do some of the um, ruins and delves and, and dolmens out there in Cyrodiil, uh, stop on by. We'll have fun. Um, All right. Jealous, which uh, server are you guys going to go? You don't know yet, or... That I'm not exactly sure. I think we're probably gonna do the same one we did before, which is uh, is Bow Shadow still around? I can't remember. I don't that one think so. It's basically Hadris is there like seven day that AD owns, uh, Zora Star AD owns all of that, but it's dead. I don't know. Uh, we'll probably do the thirty day campaign. One of the thirty days. Okay. Because that's where we. Yeah. I'll I'll figure that out. If you have a question prior to that, just wet. You know, whisper me in game and I'll let you know which one we're going to. Um, yeah. All right. So that is that section. We're going to move on to our next section, which is our iTunes reviews, emails, and all the stuff from the community. So, Faze, go ahead and read these iTunes reviews. Great podcast with one 
Compliant? Complaint. Okay, Complaint. Yeah, Five stars by Sephiroth Sin. Great show and very informative. The hosts are friendly and fun people that make you look forward to listening every week. You feel like they're just a group of guildies or friends. My only complaints would be that there can be a lot of spoilers without warning. Granted, if someone starts talking about their gameplay, it should be expected. It would still be nice to have a spoiler warning before discussing big plot points about the quest. If spoilers bothered you, I'd listen with caution. Thank you so much for that. And actually, if you've noticed, we've never once talked about the main quest line like we refused to do it when we were doing the main quest line just because that's something that everyone sees i i think some people just skip some of the main quest or some of the quest you go but we never once talked about the main storyline and, and we won't like i that's something i really don't want to do i want people to experience the main quest line for themselves and that we always try to keep that out of the show but i'll try to add spoiler warnings that i think that's mostly directed at us because we yes. we do a lot of the quest stuff and uh, anytime we get near to a point where we're talking about spoilers, we'll do a spoiler tag just for you. All right, next up. Templars need help. Five stars from Parkman. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. No, one, two, three, four, five, six, five, seven. Okay. Uh -huh. Numbers. Oh, okay. Hey, y'all. I already made an iTunes review, but I wanted to say one thing. I looked on the login announcements and saw a build called Lightning Tornado. I thought to myself, that sounds a lot like Delta's build. So I looked to see if it was and started laughing as soon as I saw it was Delta's build on the <laughs> site. Especially after him always complaining about how <laughs> all the builds they post aren't really that good. So congrats to you, Delta. Love the show. Keep up the amazing work. And more guild events, please. I'd love to have more events because I missed all of them. It's just a request, and if you don't like the idea, that's fine, but I think it'd be nice. Thanks for all you guys do. Your wish has been granted. Saturday, 927, explore Cyrodiil. There you go. <laughs> as long as you're level 10, we'll bring you, because you have to be able to get into Cyrodiil. All right, we're going to move on to our email segment. We had two this week, and go ahead. Uh, from Do Harati. Dear Tales, I'm not sure what your email is, so I'm going to send it in here. First off, love the podcast. It's a good way to keep me entertained at work with the long hours. Now down to my question. Ajelos, you were mentioning there should be an extra bar for defensive stamina actions like blocking, stun lock, etc. However, I was looking through the Elder Scrolls online on Reddit and found a good solution by Candranos. He makes some good points as to what we should do instead of adding another stat bar. 1. Stamina abilities need to inherently cost less in terms of stamina. Zoss is already modifying this and is changing the valves? Values. Values, okay. It's a copy, so... <laughs> Undercut reduced by 20%. 2. Stamina needs to regenerate slightly faster than Magicka overall. This should help make up for the fact that the stamina pool is used by global abilities, dodge roll, break free, etc. 3. Magicka abilities, like Impulse, need to cost more. 4. Abilities such as Sprinting, Break Free, Sneak, and Roll Dodge currently cost a percent of your max stamina. This value should be changed to a flat value. This allows people to have a clear advantage in terms of these abilities, who put points and emphasis into their stamina pool compared to those who don't. Which of these points do you agree with, and which of them do you not? And, before I go, these... Why hate the Khajiit? It's understandable that you don't understand where they are coming from since you haven't played the Dominion yet. But 
the Khajiit have a very similar situation to the Argonians. They were both enslaved by the elves. I won't get into too much detail to spoil anything for you, but once you play on the Dominion, I'm sure you will start to warm up to the Khajiit, especially when you meet Raz. He's my favorite. And Deltia, sorry I couldn't make it to the PvP event. I haven't even left Oridon yet. Keep up the good work, guys. Can't wait to listen in to the next episode. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for the email. Let's go over this a little bit. Um, yeah. he, he did list some pretty neat stuff. And, uh, like, these things would definitely help with stamina abilities. But it, where does it break a balance point where... Yeah. When adding these in, does it become so much that you just do a complete flip? That now magic is not used at all, stamina is not. And also, there still comes up to the ability of, if you're doing damage, I know I kind of tunnel vision, it's not the best thing. Delty, I'm sure you do as well. Anyone who casts, you blow all of your damage abilities until you're out of mat, you know, your, your resource. Well, what happens if they drop something you have to dodge out of at that time? You know, like even reducing all the stuff, you'll eventually run out of stamina. And I mean, yes, they need to make it so that if you do run out of stuff that, you know, you can't just sit here and like dodge infinitely, you know, those things like that. But it's still it's still a fact of it's not even double dipping. It's not even triple dipping. It's like, I don't know. Well, yeah. that sounds to me more like you need to learn a bit of self-control and keep it in your pants for a few minutes and keep your stamina going, man. Scoochie <laughs> <laughs> wow. all in one go. <laughs> No, I, I see. All right. Well, a little bit of self-control there. All right. Um, Delta, what do you feel? Well, I think you had a great point that you don't want to, the ship, you don't want to tip at one side over too much. The the boundary is right in the middle. I think stamina right now is fine. Don't You don't have to have heavy attacks or whatever return stamina, because if you keep doing these things, everyone's going to switch to stamina. Um I think, honestly, if you kept stamina the way it is and just made a third bar for those type of things, not including Bach, it would really fix a lot of the problems. Um, but there has to be a lot of testing. I mean, this game inherently has a different resource pool than most, so it's a little weird as far as how that works. It's just stamina doesn't work very good. I mean, the real problem, too, is what are your class abilities? They're all magic. If why not make the class abilities represent what they do? Like a killer's blade. I'm four meters away from the target. That's using magic. I mean, make the ones that are melee abilities actually go off of weapon damage. Then it'd be mm -hmm. much more balanced as far as your class abilities. But when every single class ability in the game, every single mage's guild ability in the game, nearly every single ability Even except the fighters guild. Some of them, yeah. But most of them are stamina. But you're talking about 90% of the abilities in the game are magic. Well, duh, what are, what's everyone going to focus on? Magic. That's what you use. That's what needs to be changed, I think, too, or addressed. Um, I don't think there's any one perfect solution, but a combination of what we've talked about might be the best thing for it. I agree. Uh, Stellian, how about you? Uh, personally, I just moved Break Free as a magic ability. And also, that would include breaking out of things like talons as well. I think that then you've got blocking and dodge and rolling, which is part of your stamina. And Magicka breaks things because if, if you're being stunned, it's probably a mental strength thing to break out of it. So why not use your Magicka? Even mm, if you're bashing cool. the face, your own, your own mental, you know, it's your strength of will, which pushes you through. So there's nothing wrong. You could, you could explain why your Magicka is being used to break out of these things because it's your willpower. So you break free mm. using your Magicka, you're blocking your dodge using your stamina. Then you split and, the board. And I think that is something we talked about before. That's a good point. Um, 
it was the fact that everything is in stamina and nothing's in magicka. Magic is really only used for your abilities. So yeah, if they were to split it up, that would at least, you know, like you said, put a little bit more emphasis on Magicka going, well, if I need to break out of stuff, you know, I'm not just all wasting on stamina. Because I think somebody somebody was talking to me on Reddit about this, and they're like, well, what is the difference? I'm like, well, it's still a cost value of things. Like, essentially, in terms of defensive abilities, Magicka's free. Like, it doesn't cost anything. Like if your money, like you just use it, it doesn't cost anything. Even if they reduce the cost of stamina, it's like, yeah, stamina is five dollars. Well, we'll still reduce it to three dollars. You're still paying three dollars. Even if you reduce it, you're still paying extra for your defensive where Magicka has no cost. And there's no way to get it back. There's no way Uh to get it back. There's no equilibrium for uh, stamina. Whether it's health or magic. I mean, even the Sorks ability, I think, needs to be nerfed. Dark Exchange, they're the only one that can channel stamina and get health and magic back. Come on. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah. So you're saying there needs to be an ability where stamina users can channel through magic to gain health and stamina back? That would be great. Well, and, I wouldn't say health. Sense. I wouldn't say health, too, because that's pretty overpowered, but... Yeah, I think stamina for Magicka, yeah. And I would think change equilibrium instead of health to be stamina. So it's fair. And I think that would be a real good change. Make the stupid fourth fighter guild ability that no one uses, make that the ability that changes it. Like, just like equilibrium. Change that dang ability. Right. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of different ways that this can be fixed but they have to tread carefully because if you go any one way other than adding another bar which was one thing we just thought would be the most simple where you just removed all the defensive abilities into a bar that is the same for everybody and other than blocking of course because that's a stamina that's fine and the other guys don't use much anyway but all the other stuff moving into a defensive bar then frees up stamina and magicka for what you need to use them for which is um, you know, a resource for your damage or your, def- you know, that kind of stuff that would bring builds a little bit more into a, you know, equilibrium. Yeah, bit. but I hate a third bar. It's not I hate that. I hate in Guild Wars too. It really annoyed me. I mean, maybe it's because it's like you limit to two rolls and that was it. I suppose if they did it a better way, it might be all right. But well, that's where if they essentially copied the stamina bar and it was a person, you know, like it it would suck away just like it does the stamina bar. Um, it would just be another resource that doesn't eat into your your damage. It's just like, oh, I dodge. Well, it used a percentage of my third, you know, third bar, my yeah, secondary. But the problem with that will be, presumably, you can pump it up with enchants or whatever. So you're gonna have to give up some of your stamina to keep that bar nice and healthy. And if you're melee, you're gonna need that bar a lot more than a ranged guy. So you're still gonna get that issue where casters just think, ah, sod it, I'll leave the bar with the default value. Whereas the stamina melee guy is like, well, I need to kind of split between my stamina and making sure I've got enough this resource to roll around out of the AOE, which the damn range guys don't have to care about. So you end up with the mm-hmm. same sort of situation occurring again. Unless they don't allow you to buff it, and it just has yeah, a that's true, percentage. Yeah. You know, like, dodging uses, you know, 25% of your bar. And... Uh, CC break uses 25% of your bar. Stamina uses 1% of your bar every second, you know? Something along those lines where it's just a flat rate that uses it no matter what. But they should make it also restore very slowly. Like, when you're in battle, it should restore insanely slowly. That way, you have to think about it a little bit. It shouldn't restore as fast. But anyway. All right, we're going to go ahead and move into the next email here. Um, Go ahead. 
First off, I'd like to say that Arkanir and I have created a new Daedric Prince, who is my arch enemy. His name is Numbagar Matho, and he is the Daedric Prince of Numbers. Nice. <laughs> Numbagar Matho. That is that is his name. All right, next one is by Spockster. Hi, I read your post about the Hand of Justice with great interest. I'm pretty much trying to do the same thing, creating a maximum survivability Templar with some damage capabilities that lets me solo everything except group dungeons and trials, obviously. What I find most interesting is your choice of Brawler over Carve. I'm currently still running Carve since I still need to get Dawnbreaker to 4, but I'm considering to switch the morph afterwards. I can already do Cyrodiil Dolmens by myself, but only if things don't get out of hand. One of the weaknesses of my current build is that Blazing Shield runs out too quickly, when the mobs do reasonable damage, so that I need too much time recasting it and sometimes lose control over the mobs. Brawler could give me that extra bit of protection that allows me to keep control. Since we're trying to achieve the same thing, I obviously have a few questions. All right. And I actually just noticed how I said, have, let's see here, I put it in the notes, but I didn't realize there was one question above it. They stop here so we can ask the questions. Okay. <laughs> I just went that wrong. Um, do you want to read the questions? Sure. Yeah, we'll start one at a time. Okay. How do you get your health up to 3K without PvP buffs? Deltius Harvester has the 10% from the Imperial passive, and in, and in his video, he has the Emperorship buff. I'm currently only at roughly 2.4k with 49 points in health and a buff food at VR7. You've got the bonus from the Death's Wind set. I use Hundings currently, but it's only 220 if I remember correctly. Could you list all your individual health sources? I'm curious to see what I am overlooking. All right, Stellan, what, what do you think there? Uh, yeah, I'm actually just going to re-log into the character to double-check. But um, for the health, that was all part of the reason why I've gone with some unusual gears. Now, Death's Wind has two separate items to give health. So item two and four, you get 131 health, I think, at rank 12. So you get that twice. So that gives you 260-odd health. Um, I then went with the Twilight's Embrace because that also gives me another 131 health as a two-part bonus and then I wore the rings of the unassailable because they also have a two-part bonus giving 130 health as well or 116 health and all the jewelry is also robust so that gives you the health I'm not actually a fan of that but that's kind of what you have to do with the unassailable unfortunately so that's where I get most of my health of course my shield also is infused with health on it and that should pretty much hit you at the 3k mark when you're at Level rank 12, I believe. In fact, I'm on 3,167 3, to be exact. And that's what's oh, nice. in health. Nice. All right. Next question? Okay. Mm -hmm. How do you do damage? You mentioned doing AoE damage of 1 to 2k. How is that measured? My combat analytics attests me a DPS rating of 200 to 300, and as far as I can tell, you're doing pretty much the same thing as me, mostly blazing shield and light heavy attacks. If at all, with you using brawler rather than carve, you might even do less damage because I get more ultimates out. Uh, um, well, using brawler, because the thing about carve is, yeah, you get more ultimate, but 
because I'm using it in a tank situation, my ultimate is the empowering sweep because that gives me a reduction in damage. That thing goes up so fast that the bonus from carve isn't really that necessary because I'm always taking that as fast as I can anyway. It's just constantly up. Um, so the reason why I do that sort of damage, I don't know, I just weave a light attack in between every brawler and then another light attack between putting on my blazing shield. Um, obviously, one of the reasons I went for brawler is for the defensive side, but you've also got to bear in mind, Blazing Shield doesn't actually care what shield is being damaged when it does its damage. So if I put a Brawler Shield of 600, that will get attributed to my Blazing Shield when it procs. So when that thing bursts, it will account my Brawler Shield stacked onto my Blazing Shield, so I can do up to 1500 damage as an AoE from the Blazing Shield bursting because of Brawler being stacked with it. This brings me to my next question. How is Werewolf's Blood Rage working out? Is it worth it? Have you compared it against Carve? The tooltip is rather unspecific, that's why I'm asking. Also, I'm not certain how taking damage qualifies. With shields up, you're not technically taking much damage, so it may yield less ultimate than Carve. Yeah, it does yield less ultimate than Carve, however, even though you've got a shield up in a veteran dungeon, you're still going to be taking damage because that thing will burst very quickly and then you'll be taking a bit of damage. So every two seconds you get the five ultimate. I think you rarely ever miss out on gaining that. Um, but then to be honest, I only have the werewolf up on my sword and shield. So that's usually non-AOEing anyway. So carve wouldn't be much use at that point because I'm boss fighting and just building up using the werewolf ultimate before flipping over to my other bar to actually use my actual AOE ultimate or... Nova, or even sometimes my restoring, my practice incantation. Have you considered trading werewolf in for vampirism? It seemed to work out great. It seemed to work out great in Deltia's terms of survivability. In order to be able to use it, carve may be necessary though. So essentially it might mean trading in shielding for healing, which I wouldn't prefer because it is usually more efficient not to take damage in the first place. On the other hand, you'd get the additional Reagan and damage mitigation passives from Vampirism, which will help in terms of survivability. As an, alter as an alternative source of ultimate, I am currently also testing out to harvest ultimate via the Dawn's Wrath passive by adding Solar Barrage to my rotation. That might be an option, but I'm not convinced yet. The ultimate game comes from activation, not from hits, so it does not scale with the number of mobs. Also, it costs magicka, reducing my pool for blazing shield. My spell damage is only at 90, so it doesn't do incredible amounts of damage, and I'm not yet sure how useful the plus weapon spell power can really be. Uh, yeah, I feel around with Soul Barrage. You do not have the magicka to sustain using that and using the Blazing Shield. I am literally popping that Blazing Shield every couple of seconds, and that goes through my Magicka very quickly. So trying to play around Solar Barrage, I wouldn't recommend it. As for the Vampire, yeah, I was a rank 10 Vampire for a while, and Devouring Swarm is undeniably awesome. And against Trash, yep, Carving and Devouring Swarm, without a doubt, you will Ruffle Stomp them, and you would get higher DPS by going that way. However, I do feel you are giving up quite a lot of survivability. Bear in mind, you are still supposed to be the tank as your number one concern. So even though if thing goes wrong, you get hit by a fire spell, you're going to go down fast. Frankly, as a tank, I just wasn't willing to take the, the vampire fire damage. Every mob in this game, it seems they were breastfed fireball spells. So you're going to face it 
all the time and it's just not worth the extra pressure on the healer you already made some defensive sacrifices to be a semi dps semi tank type build going vampire and taking extra fire damage you're just asking for your healer to slap you excellent anyway a lot of questions but this build is really my main eso project at the moment i'd love to hear your thoughts best spockster ps i'm also on the eu server at spockster which is at s-p-o-q-s-t-e-r so feel free to say hi well there you go Stellan. i do appreciate you coming on the build and are on the show and uh talking about your build because when i got this email um i told these my can i uh get Stellan on the show because i i want to feature this email but it's all about his build i think it'd be great if he could just answer these questions so thank you so much for coming on i'm sure you've uh made his day you'll well. get to listen and uh Talk, hear all your thoughts on that so thank you so much yeah, thanks for bringing me back on uh anytime i love having you on well unfortunately no now it's our final thoughts and it's it's you know part of the show we don't like because we have to stop but all right let's go around the uh the corner here we'll go and ask question or not ask question i don't even know what i'm talking about anymore final thoughts for the show where people can find you in game out game whatever you want to give face why don't you go first okay I'm sad to see this collection of books go, but we ended on a great book. It was an amazing show, especially since I now have an arch nemesis, Daedric Prince. Where, where is his name? I forget his name. Oh, there he is. Numbagar Matho. And apparently his cult is called the Mathic Engineer. Wow. Yes. It's, it's, it's a hot topic in, uh, so in the chat. So you do realize if you manage to slay this Daedric Prince... How it normally works is then you become that Daedric Prince, so you would become the Daedric Prince of math. I would essentially just lose my mind. Probably. <laughs> yeah. I-, I wouldn't even be able to attack him. He would just render me completely useless. I'd be like a, a bubbling, balling ball of <laughs> ballingness. Ballingness. So that's, what, what that's... would change? <laughs> that was for the ovaries comment earlier. Yeah, that was a good one. Nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, Stelden. Why don't you uh, why don't you tell us a little bit like where they can find you? Um, final thoughts for the show. All that. Uh, yeah, sure. You can find me at at Asteldian. That's A S T E L D I A N. As I said earlier, I run the Christian Sanctorum Guild. So if you want to join, just send me a uh, a mail. I'm also on Twitter under the same name. I'm not the most active Twitter user, but I do occasionally send tweets. As they like to say. <laughs> Twits. Um, as far as I thought, so it was just great being on the show again. Um, it was nice to get a comment about one of my, the build I put up. So if anyone else ever has any questions, please feel free to ask them, either via the emails or leaving comments. Always appreciate it. If you do leave uh, emails, they will probably get us still on the show more. So I don't know which he would prefer. Maybe he just wants you to talk to him. and I don't know. It's up to <laughs> <laughs> But uh, Awesome. And Deltia, it's time for your final thoughts, where people can find you, and uh, here's your reminder. Oh, the reminder. Okay. Well, first off, let me pack up my ovaries. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, maybe that should be the title of this show, Packing Up Our Ovaries. <laughs> oh, my God. Deltia cries on screen. Um, no, it was really good. Uh, just really liking the game, the progression of the game. It's starting to fill in, really. This usually takes a MMO one year to start really getting that feel that, you know, it's there. And you have options to do what you want to do. 
Um, one thing I was going to ask, first off, you can find me in game at Deltia, D-E-L-T-I-A. Deltiasgaming.com is where I'm putting out all my guides. And speaking of guides, we did a poll to see what people are looking for. Uh, it was pretty curious results. It was heavily based on PvP. Those results, those results aren't over yet, but um, we'll be doing that. Also, a lot of people wanted a leveling guide, seeing how fast I level and stuff. People are wondering how I'm doing it. So I'm going to come out with that. And then also I do focus on a lot of heal, uh, DPS stuff, not really a lot of healing stuff. So I'm going to make a build, not class-specific, but just a healing build that almost anyone can use, regardless of your class. So I'm not going to forget you healers out there, even though I hate healing. Um, with that being said, I'm getting some new writers on the show that have particular interest in certain things, whether it be PvP or crafting or just sharing their experience. If you, someone in the audience or listening to this, wants to write with basically no commitment, I can't pay anything, but you're interested in kind of helping out the community, doing some of the things that we all do, give me a shout-out. Give me an email, info at deltiasgaming.com. We'll talk more. But I'm always looking for more people that want to help me with the, the site as it gets bigger and bigger. So, that being said, when in doubt, block. <laughs> nice. When in doubt, block. Awesome. Okay, uh, I guess it's my turn for final thoughts. Uh, I do want to thank all my co-hosts for joining me this evening. As always, you guys are fantastic. Um, you, I, It is. I love having the show with you guys. It's so much fun. Um, you can find me on Twitter. This is I don't don't normally give this out because I keep forgetting, but I do have a Twitter for like my personal rantings and all that stuff, and that is uh, at Agelos A G G E L O S underscore W O F. Uh, that is my personal one. You can see me there. I often just rant about everything, mostly ESO, but it's good rants because I love ESO. Um, but yeah, so there's that. You can find me in game at Agelos A G G E L O S. Say hi. Add me friends list. Anything you want to do, talk to me. Tell me if you have an idea. Here's an idea. If you have an idea for something you would like us to talk about on the show, I, I'm always open to more suggestions for discussion topics because um, sometimes it's hard to find things for us to talk about other than just the game news. I, I like to have a discussion topic in here that we can kind of theorize about and just kind of you know, see what we can come up with. So if you have any ideas you'd like to hear us talk about, you know, send them to us. Let us know. Um, update 4 is awesome. I need Nern honed stuff, so send me it. Just kidding. Not really. Send it to me. I need to craft stuff. Yes, and that's it. So uh, I do want to thank everyone for listening to the podcast. If you wish to help support the podcast, feel free to donate via the PayPal link on the website. If you wish to contact us with questions, comments, criticisms, the website for the show is talesoftamriel.com. Or you can email the show at podcast at talesoftamriel.com. As a reminder, you can also do the about section on the uh, website. Some people don't really know where to go, but if you send an email there, it does go to the same place uh you can follow the show on twitter at tales of tamriel uh facebook at facebook.com slash tales of tamriel podcast also feel free to rate and subscribe to us via itunes and also follow us on youtube we're getting near to i think like 100 users which is pretty awesome uh that's youtube.com slash tales of tamriel um thank you so much for listening and we hope you enjoyed this episode have a good night everybody